Children of Life Portion 1 The Portion on Contemplation Sutra 1 The Exposition of Yoga There's a secret in every mind, but this secret is not something one can easily find, because the deeper you go to get there, the more you'll be required to leave behind. The great secret is a path, but it's the furthest from a straight line. And if you make it to the end of this journey, you'll discover the greatest treasure called peace of mind. Now the mind must be flexible. It's a bit like a muscle, always onto something or another. But this path is not something we can force or overcome with pure hustle. What's the big rush? when this path requires us to let go. And even within all the thinking ways a mind could come up with, it's impossible to grasp the unknown. Now where's this peace of mind? And how come some have found it, but most do not? And what if the mind is like a mirror? Then are we all we got? And if we are what we think in the mind, then why aren't more people kind? And the more you think about kind thoughts, the more kindness you'll come to find. Now what is it about the mind? I think the mind gives us all a choice. It's the mind that functions as the master control center, which controls what I do with this voice. Oh, so then is my life a choice? But what's with all the extra noise? The mind seems to have a power of its own, but some days I wish this needless commentary could be destroyed. Oh, why can't we live in pure bliss? And why can't the mind exist in pure peace? Because you don't get what you want, but you get what you need, said a woman. Who said that? Was that my thinking voice? Surely it wasn't me, because I know it wasn't my choice. And soon, all the children of life will rejoice, she said. Who was it speaking? And who was I? Why, I was lost in the mental pathways, and I wasn't even sure if I was alive. The last thing I remember is a group of terrible serpents holding me underwater. Ten horns surrounded me as my life as a human was overpowered. Oh goodness, it must have been a nightmare within a dream. But then how am I here with these thoughts? And what does it all mean? There was no more water but rather we traversed across a great pasture. You are never alone. I am with you. I am your master, she said. I looked down below me, and I rode upon a white and blue horse, such a magnificent girl, and the wind carried us forth. Who was this great white girl, and had we given this steed a name? Why, I started to believe this horse was the pathway out of suffering. She was the end of all my human agony, grief, and pain. But where were we going? And where was I? At once lightning struck the earth in the distance, and the sky began to cry. What if the journey has no end? But rather in the end we discover how no moment stays the same. Then the real truth would reveal that the place we call the end is but a myth, since even the place called the end has to change. Isn't that the truth, that nothing lasts forever? Even death would need to die, 
but then what is it that carries on forever? Windhorse rose up on her hind legs. She called out into the sky. I am her, the Holy Spirit that does not die, she cried. What if there was nothing to lose? Then was there nothing to gain? I took a deep breath in as I rode upon the white horse. There I watched the great mind space shift and reframe. The past felt like a distant dream. So much of human life contains suffering through strife. And even when I tried to live well, without the power of this white horse, how could any life go completely right? For there was one obvious truth, and that truth is how all living things come to die. Yet I'd lived as if my life could never end, but in time, the truth of death is what no mortal can defy. I wanted to have it my way, but this was the way of the great white horse. Who are you? I whispered. I am the spiritual source, she said. It had been such a long journey for us, but I couldn't recall when I'd come face to face with this wild white horse. She was a mare, maybe a type of Irish draft horse. She was the one that went beyond the valley of death. And after all this way, had my fate finally run its course? I looked down at my hands and the reins around her mane. Each one of her hairs were like divine threads. She looked me in the eye. It was only for a moment when I saw a flash of death. She took one last breath, then the white horse began to collapse. She fell on her side when her lungs began to slow down, and this was the ending of the white horse's tracks. The white horse stopped breathing, then the sky turned dark and continued to cry. Next came the buzzards and the flies. But then something miraculous happened when I felt the source within this horse that would not cease or die. Her spirit went on, even though death would forbid her form and body to ride. Still I heard her spirit running through the wind when a whisper commanded me. Rise. The white horse's body wasn't moving, but I could feel the way her soul breathed. Now the horse's spirit rolled out from its body and ascended with ease. The spirit of the white horse was blue as she stood up over her own dead body. Finally, this wild soul was cast into the wind where she galloped free, youthful, and disembodied. As I looked on with curiosity, I pondered about what goes onward after death. This transition was the truth after life, and it seemed to promote an infinite idea where suffering does find rest. The horse's spirit stormed off with the wind, where thunder and lightning began to surge. But I wouldn't leave this horse's body behind, because I could not comprehend what had just occurred. A forceful gust of wind pushed at her body while the weather grew even worse. As I knelt beside her blue mane, there was no living breath within this horse. But still I heard her gallop, and I dreamed how the potential of all souls cannot be stopped. There I understood that something extraordinary was within us all. This pure potential is embedded within us, so death cannot be where our spirit is lost. The body of the wild white horse appeared dead, but then the wind came racing back. I felt her stampede within the invisible air, as if she was liberated in a realm of spirit where she ran with thousands of other steeds in a wild horse pack. 
There her wind circled this world, while I was left holding this dead horse's reins. And so I named her Wind Horse, because her essence was a symbol of our soul, where nothing but the Holy Spirit remains. The Spirit is the miracle of life, the marvel of our world. And there her spirit lives within every plant, creature, boy, and girl. The gust grew stronger than before, as she had access to places beyond where any living body had been. Like a stampede of wild horses with unlimited horsepower, only the breath of life had the ability to pick up a car with 600 horsepower and lift it by the power of the raw wind. Wind horse costs nothing, but she is not quite free. Her spirit is the awakening into truth, which is an opening, a gateway, or a lens where only a spiritual protector finds the presence to simply be. Yes, she's within you and me, in the middle of us all, and although we are called to walk through the valley of death, many souls give up, desert the path, and there the spirit falls. Quitting before it's over, yet the journey goes on, no beginning, no end, wind horse runs on and on. Now how could we forget that every sunset brings the day's dawn? We continue on the same cycle, but for how long? On and on, I listened to the weather song, and so the rain poured along. How long had we been riding together, and now this horse's spirit was gone in search of the morning dawn? For death was not good or bad. The meaning of the wind horse was beyond duality. She surpassed right and wrong. Death simply was, it is, and always has been. I put my ear on the dead horse and listened to the wind where I heard the white horse gallop. By some sort of miracle, I heard a heartbeat thumping from within. Wake up, wake up, you cannot die, I cried out to the sky. Then lightning crashed down, and again Windhorse's voice said, Rise. I rose to my feet, but where was her voice? I turned in a circle to see where the words had come from. There was nothing but four directions and an opportunity to make a fresh choice. Death had come, and I felt gripped by the power of fear. But again I heard Windhorse gallop, even though I couldn't see anything within the wind because her spiritual essence was crystal clear. Then what is death but a shift in awareness that is out of sight? Or do we come into focus? What if life is like a seedling growing and only after death can we discover that we are a blooming lotus? What if death frees us? And what if our ending is an opening into unlimited power? What if our Holy Spirit goes on forever and ever, through the end and into a new beginning, going on through every second, minute, and hour, forever and ever, life and death has been and will always be, and once we pass on, we discover that the life force of our Holy Spirit is ever free. As I stood over the white horse's body, I turned to the sound of her galloping hooves, Something was alive within the wind. It was the source that the spiritual seeker knows as the truth. Who are you? I asked the wind horse. The wind did not speak at first, 
and yet I knew she was right here. Then I heard her wind whisper as she ran right beside my ear. And even though her body was dead, it was the Holy Spirit that showed not an ounce of fear. I am within you. I will always be right here, said the white horse. I gazed upon this invisible spirit, and there I raised my hand as if to caress the wind's miraculous mane. I ran my hand across the wind's neck when I gazed into the air, wondering if she'd been tamed. For it did not matter what I thought of her, but rather she was onto me. Windhorse was freed from a dead body, and now she was free to flow as undiluted potential growing out through everything, including you and me. And every time she galloped, the earth responded in a sacred tune. Like a heartbeat of the planet, she spoke. But I too had a question, and so I asked again, Who really are you? Queen Gypsy, said the white horse. Of course, but what do you make of that? I turned and pointed at the dead horse's body that had fallen in its tracks. A final place for an old body to rest and relax, said the white horse. But it's gone. The living force is over, and now what is left? I am the sacredness after death, which many fear. But you should know that death is a great reset. Death is the holy rest, which is no different than the wind's breath, said the wind horse. Now whatever the wind said seemed beyond what my mind could conceive. And as I searched for a reason to make sense of this occurrence, I looked for a sign in the wind that would help allow my mind to truly believe. But I don't understand. I just watched the horse's body meet death. Has its life come and gone? I must be dreaming, because you are that horse, but only the dead body is left. Some call me the miracle of life, and some call me the ending of death. But what I am exists within the wind, and so you can find me in the stillness of each and every breath. Know that it's perfectly safe to look death in the eye. There you may see how death sets suffering free. I am life and death because I welcome home the weak and weary, since it is only death that cures every wicked disease. Gaze upon my lifeless body. Can you see me coming back to life? I simply emerge at the end to make sure all souls are freed from suffering and strife. Think of me as unlimited potential, as I am of that place within that goes on after everybody dies. I am the wind of the Great Spirit. I am the continuation that death defies. I end what is old so that our Holy Spirit can become something fresh and new, like the air and the clouds in the sky. I purify all that is by carrying our soul back home into that which is wholesome and true. Know this as compassion and love, which is a reminder to rediscover our highest self. There we remember we are all that miracle of life, and this miracle exists within you and everything else. Some call me immortality. Some call me a pale horse. But I rarely speak a word to anyone. I simply carry all life and go forth. Ever watchful, I even exist within the wind, 
for the wind is a vehicle as to how I traverse this land, and so I am the spiritual essence that is empty within, said the wind horse. I know you are real, but I do not know if I can truly recognize you. I cannot grasp who you are since I see no living form, and yet I'm aware that your words are the truth. Oh, the lives we've been through, and we forget until we remember. Don't be afraid, my kindred spirit. We are never alone, not now or ever. I've been trying to alert you through each and every life we've traveled, and this is the time we get it right. Each life is but a thread as to how the eternal knot of existence comes together, said Windhorse. A knot? Not just any knot. The eternal knot holds all others. I weave together the spirit of all creatures, plants, mothers, fathers, sisters, and brothers. These are the divine threads that make up the eternal knot, and our spirit is being restricted by the Lord of Death. The world is in danger of being cut off. After all, we all we got, said Windhorse. Who is the Lord of Death, and how can we resolve this danger? How do we untangle our mess and make sure life remains sacred forever? The spiritual soul must be released. It is the Lord of Death and Destruction who cuts our spiritual threads so that the soul is forever lost. Once we defeat the Lord of Death, we will be freed into moksha, or liberation, and so the Lord of Death must be stopped, said Windhorse. It was hard to know what she was saying. I thought we were trying to untie the knot, but from the sounds of it, we were held together by divinity, but also tangled and caught. And there beyond life, the spirit of Windhorse led me into a valley where all bodies come to die. Windhorse directed me down a long staircase into the graveyard where no living body was alive. Go in. Do not fear death. The time has come for your spirit to be reset, said the spirit of Windhorse. And why would I do that? For the children of life. Or maybe it starts with the idea of saving our family in general. Once upon a time, I too couldn't stand to bear the suffering of this world. And believe me when I say this, I'm the only one who has been to every funeral. There I wait, and so our spirit comes together, letting go of the old weight. As I assume the responsibility of death, I carry you back home through infinity forever. Together as one, death is freedom at last. I am that doorway into a fresh beginning. I am the white horse that proceeds where only the Holy Spirit can pass, said Windhorse. But I'm not ready for death. That's what everyone says, yet they all thank me once I lead them to the great rest, said the white horse called Death. There the white horse nodded toward a staircase that led down to a graveyard where only a single casket could be found. I took a peek in, but there was no light, and this was the darkest place after the sun goes down. As we stood over the valley of death, I noticed there was only one thing left living. A beautiful cat with a flame on her forehead waited beside the casket, but her left eye was missing. 
The closer I looked, I saw a tumor had grown and pressed her left eye shut. At that moment, I realized this was my cat, and I was her protector. She waited by the grave while my heart was crushed. How could this happen? That cat is like my child. I'll do anything if you heal her. That cancer is killing my cat, and her beautiful form has been defiled. I have not done that, but rather that cancer is the work of the Lord of Death. Go be with her, and enter into the Great Reset. And if you truly care about the children of life, then you must offer your body back to the Great Earth. Give up your blood and bones, then I'll give you the truth. And that truth reveals that death does not hurt. Rather, I am gentle and kind. I am compassionate and real. It is through a natural emptying where the process of life repeats, and so life and death turn like a great wheel. And those children of life are counting on us. All of life everywhere depends on a brave few. Yes, you, you, and all of you. If you can hear this message, then it's you who are called to look after the children of life and protect all that is true. You may ask questions or wonder, but do not fear the end. Death reunites the soul with the radiant, peaceful source that lives within all creatures, plants, children, women, and men. And as for those children of life, well, I'll do anything for them. But how about you? Will you rise to answer this calling? To realize death is our greatest breakthrough? Said Windhorse. But I don't understand. How do you know what happens once life ends? How could any of us help save the children of life when none of us know what it is that death intends? No mud, no lotus. The soul is the maker of miracles, and death is when the body is put on notice. The intention is to bloom, so each life must be lived with this growing intention and focus. At first, I wanted to save my family, but it required me to merge with death and bring all souls together. Oh, I remember when I faced death for the first time. There, the source told me that only the sutras remained forever, said the white horse. Sutras? Threads, said the wind horse. What kind of threads? Threads that go beyond death, she said. Beyond death? That's the mantra for the Heart Sutra, and sutras come in many forms. They are verses, or wisdom, that carry sacred energy, which has the power to heal us as our soul transforms, she said. Transform into what? Windhorse shook her head no. It's not as much about the what, but rather we care about the why. Why would any of us be given a life if all life has to die? We transform through love, and this is the power of God's grace. This is the miracle of love. Existence is so profound that we know life as our destiny and fate. God does not seek control. God is perfect just as it is. God is the source that grants us the power to find a birth, purpose, and even death is required for the miracle that we live," said Windhorse. But about these threads? Each thread is a pathway 
where servants become masters. And as you gain momentum, the journey through dying moves even faster, said Windhorse. And what's beyond death? Examine your intention, then find the courage to look. Life is but a story we write, and each life is like a book. No mud, no lotus. The miracle of life grows on its own before and after the holy books, said Windhorse. Well, what next? Time for the reset, said the white horse's breath. Now the mind began to trick me, because death was not quite as she might seem. There I saw a vision of my father materialized before my eyes when I was certain death was like a dream. But what does it mean? There my father began to guide me down the steps like a boat heading with a stream. Him and this white horse led me down into the dirt, but even I knew this path into death was too extreme, for there was nothing at the end, just my cap and a single casket. With every step lower, questions arose when I shouted out to ask it. But why should I die? This cannot be the end. Why can't I keep living? Give me one good reason why I should take another step and descend. The children of life, said my father. But I do not know what you mean by this. The soul will persist, said Windhorse. Life is a blessing and a gift, but death is not something we can resist. Of course, any living body is afraid, but the soul knows that our Holy Spirit will continue to exist. Of course, life is precious, but it was your grandfather who discovered that death is the entrance into a great river where the soul is nourished, said my father. My dad was a gentle and kind man, and so I had no reason to doubt him upon this strange day. But why would he lead me into my casket? And no matter what him or Windhorse said, I didn't understand what they tried to explain. The idea of dying was absurd, and so I shouted because my concerns had to be heard. But after every question, comment, and excuse, death answered with the exact same words. Do it for the children of life. Go forth and explore. There's nothing left here but the valley of death, and all you have to do is let go after the last breath," said Windhorse. Of course you make it sound so easy, but what happens after that? Hmm, I suppose it's the same thing after you lay in bed when you're feeling sleepy. You let go and detach from the body, there you rest deeply. And it's a transfer of energy through planes where only pure consciousness is left unite with the divine, into a space we call dreamy. It all happens by a great design. Your spirit sends you hints which your living soul is trying to find. And so you open your spiritual sight to realize you were merely caught in a daydream during the days you thought of yourself as alive. After death we flow, and there we go, to places unknown to the living where only the ones who have passed beyond death can realize or know. Ah, so, go forth and let go. I'll see you soon. The path is down in the darkness beyond the below," said the white horse. Now my mother was there too, along with my two brothers, Jonathan and Peter, and many of my friends had gathered to give a nod and a wave, 
And there I even saw a preacher. Why had they come to send me off? And where would I go now? I couldn't take another step because my mind wouldn't let me go down. I tried to run, but everyone was right there. They created a wall around me, and now everyone knew I was frightened and scared. Don't be afraid. This death is not your fault. Be brave and do it for the children of life, since death is a place where all bodies are someday called," said Windhorse. After each excuse, and after all the times I tried to run away, everyone there convinced me that this ending is where I was meant to go, even though I was so nervous and afraid. Everyone was convinced I should die, and they all seemed to trust this white horse. But the pathway into the casket was not where I wanted to traverse. Then out of the corner of my eye, I saw a skeleton key. It was tied to the cover of a blue book, and it looked like a present that had been wrapped just for me. You'll need it. It'll set you free, whispered the intuition. I ran to take hold of the blue book, and once I held it, I realized that within these pages were many secret keys. Now you hold the threads that open the doorways after death. These keys are what every soul needs. These skeleton keys are meant to be shared, as they set all souls free. Take the book, and you will discover the true nature of reality," said Windhorse. The moment I got hold of the blue book, I looked back and smiled at my dad. He was right all along. He had given me the gift of life, the same as all children had. There I smiled at my family and friends as they led me down the dark staircase to my grave, and so I followed the white horse down, all the way, but still I felt afraid. But death, what comes next? What if death is better than anything you've ever imagined? Letting go will bring you beyond the distance any mortal being can fathom. There between infinite and unknown, death takes you to your truest fate. Since it is only after we let go that we discover how the afterlife is our divine state. Think of yourself as a centered soul, or an eternal flame living off my fresh air. Our soul is burning from eternity, and the voyage after death is a great quest that reunites the spirit with a holy prayer. Death is a trip from here to there. The path is an offering back to the divine. There we are welcomed into the sacred remembrance of what we are always here to find. God is the Holy Spirit, which is a vibration that cannot be caught. It is what you are, which is what the living have forgot. Covered in layers, living beings are trapped in strange spaces. Then death is called, and so I gallop to carry you back to the safe and heavenly places. That spot where the soul calls home, that is the reunion with God. Death is the truth that all life comes to know, which has no flaws. Death is the relinking, a union back to God. Now the exposition of yoga is being made, which is the first thread, or skeleton key, of the spiritual laws," said the white horse. When I got to the very bottom of the valley of death, there I looked at the casket while I held the blue book in my hands. My cat with one eye moved with great pain, 
when I realized my cat could barely stand. I wanted to ease her pain so bad, but then my cat began walking in our casket. Even with the skeleton keys around the blue book, how could we rest knowing we were dying? And so I felt the onset of a panic. What do you mean the exposition of yoga? The place where union begins, said Windhorse. And what are these keys? I held the book at my side when I took the first step into the casket before the cat and I crawled inside. Threads. The relinking or rejoining with what immortality calls eternal rest, said the white horse. Beyond death? Well, what's left? The rest, said death. Well, what could there be after death? It's a lot like a very deep breath. Then an exhale until there's nothing left. Between full and empty is the spiritual potential that will always exist. Beyond death, only one thing persists. It is the Holy Spirit or divine threads through which the soul spreads. This is what goes on after the so-called death. And so, like I said, death is a great reset, said Windhorse. And this yoga or union, this is what you just addressed? There is a great degree of responsibility you hold when you have been given a body, which is a type of vehicle. True leadership requires us to undergo a cleanse, and death is the reminder that life is meaningful. There is no expiration date to our soul's value or beauty. We will always continue to shine bright. And once I close this casket, look to the threads and remember that all will be all right said the white horse, with a hand gripped around that blue book. My loved ones closed the casket shut. They began to bury me with dirt, and there I laid to rest while the earth swallowed me and the one-eyed cat up. My cat curled under my right arm, and the last thing I remember seeing was the entire universe in her one open eye. I love you, Mox, I said and I cried. And after that, we closed our eyes to die.